hold that katana for all an uh, hour and a half that we're doing this, probably. What katana? <laughs> Alright, while he's being a pain in the ass, what's up, Graper Melon Slurpees? Welcome to Pod Minutes to Cast Night, the Two Minutes to Late Night Podcast. Yeah. Fucking... Alright, we did it. We came to St. Vitus again. <laughs> It's like a second apartment. You're here with the Two Minutes Late Night Writer's Room? Oh, uh, I'm Lucy Steiner, and I'm using my beer to cool my crotch. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Jeremy Hamlin, and I brought a second beer up because I'm going to run out of the first one. <laughs> That's sad, because we're over 30 now. You're all over 30 to me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Actually... What? Thank you. No, really, thank you. The most uh, joyous heckle of all time. Yes. Loved it. Hey, what's up? I'm Drew Kaufman, and you guys aren't allowed to see my legs. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Not allowed. I'm Katie Rosleon. I'm turning 30 in August, and I just won a Yu-Gi-Oh competition. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I was knighting you. for our special guest today, Rob Pasbani from Metal Injection. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I like that I don't have to introduce myself. Do you, do you, do you want to give yourself a short bio? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm Rob, and I'm going to try to hold my farts in for this table. <laughs> Why? There's not a microphone on your ass. You obviously never heard my farts. <laughs> they project. <laughs> Mind you not, I'm farting right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I'm, uh, Arsenio Hall, and this is the first time I've ever been on this podcast. <laughs> no, hi. Alright, yeah, I'm Arsenio Hall, and, uh, I'm wearing a Fred Perry polo because I don't think Nazis get to choose what shirt they want. <laughs> You're damn right they don't. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, America, we're not giving the na- We don't just let them have shirts. This is our shirt. We can just say no. We can do that. No Nazis in the audience, right? No. No Proud Boys? That'd be no. weird. No one laughed at the Nazi flag joke, so I don't know. <laughs> that, joke, that joke would have killed in front of Nazis, by the way. <laughs> What's your excuse? Um, I forgot what uh, album you were supposed to listen to for this one. What was it? I don't think I was supposed to listen to Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, no, we all listened to uh, oh, right. yeah, Mr. Nice Guy. Did you? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Did anybody listen to Megan? No more no Lucy Steiner. Nice guy except for me. I did. I listen to it every day. It's the best cover in the world. I listen. Yeah, I don't. We have you heard an assignment? I listened to, listen to it. I listened to it with you guys a while ago, though. So I do kind of. I know it's up. Okay. What did we all think of uh, of Drew's uh, uh, statement that no more Mr. Nice Guy? Uh, it, uh, like by Megadeth, is that the greatest cover of all time? What do we think? No, I don't know. But, no. but I will say, in Drew's defense, that it does sound like what No More Mr. Nice Guy sounds like in my head all the time. Yeah, it just sounds like whiny. Well, a little whiny, but also like fast and fun. Like, I listened to the original version again. That yeah. is a boring song. Yeah. 
And the guy who brings a guillotine on stage and kills himself every night. That's a boring fucking song. For a guy who looks like Kevin Nealon with my mom's makeup. It's a a boring song. Y'all, I don't like it when you talk shit about my dad on stage. (laughs) Alice Cooper or Kevin Nealon? Both my dads. It's 2018, Rob. Sorry. Sorry, whatever. Uh, you know what? Alice Cooper looks like uh, Arsenio Huckabee Sanders. <laughs> Take that, Nazis. I love it. Um, I don't love it. <laughs> I, I, I lied. I don't love it. Um, we're here to talk about Yes, we're here. You guys, I'm trying to figure out how to Properly get into this without screaming, right? Maybe we should just start by Maybe we should you apologizing it. to us for forcing us to yeah, listen to I, it. I did. I literally flew it again. You guys, yeah, that's really like we started this uh, podcast thinking this is like, oh, no one will get hurt. We're not doing. That. <laughs> oh my god! You know, it's like. I, I feel like we're we're like jackass when uh, like somebody brought like even though you put the warning at the beginning like some like some kids still tried the stunts and they got horribly hurt. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like probably uh, like like a like a executive producer of Jackass who's like, oh no, what have we done? For me, after listening after listening to it, I feel like I put a, a toy car up my ass. <laughs> This is, uh, this is the metal uh, 1950s playground of music. Yeah. So, we haven't seen, we have not said the name of the album. Uh, we listened to Lulu, an album by Metallica and Lewis Reed, <laughs> which I had heard of since it came out. I had never listened to it. I just avoided it. It's just one of those things. There are two, like, uh, things in my life that I was like musically, I was like, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm just not doing it. And that was one was uh, the Arcade Fire, and the other one was <laughs> I was like, I don't want an opinion on this. I don't want to be a part of it. And that was it. Can I tell you that when we were listening to the album, I had to look up when it came out because I figured it was like two years old, and I literally said to myself, oh my god, this album is eight years old, the same way that I would have said, oh my god, 9-11 was 16 years ago. <laughs> Time flies. A very similar tragedy, I would say. Yeah. I was thinking of it more as like a, like a genocide that's been ongoing for <laughs> 16 years. <laughs> well, you know the phrase, uh, greater than the sum of their parts. Uh-huh. This is a very rare instance of very much less than yes. the sum of their parts, because both individually... <laughs> Blue Reed and Metallica have created flawless albums. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> what? Well, what? We'll get there. Okay. No, no, okay. Well, hold on. First, we have to like we now have a new segment on the show to start our uh, discussion of the album. We first uh, ask uh, the best part of the podcast, Lucy Steiner. <laughs> Lucy, what? How do you think this album happened? Okay. Uh, so, this album, this is the first album we listened to where it's so bad that I actually think I may have made it. <laughs> like, this is, this is actually 
is like your ambient uh, sleepwalking album. Whatever I'm disassociating about being a famous musician, <laughs> uh, like these are the sounds that I make to myself. <laughs> So that's the narrative. Lucy made this, and uh, I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta say, I, I'm seeing strong evidence in favor. Yeah, yeah that's what Wikipedia said. Yeah. This is the first. This is also like one of the first times I've listened to an album that is bad, and I was like, "Fucking, this is everybody's fault. <laughs> Everyone is doing such a bad job." You know, uh, you're supposed to find nice things to say about the album. Yeah. We'll and, get there right uh, now. We'll get there. But you know, if you have something nice, I have, well, start I, us up. There's like two or three good riffs. <laughs> I know, like 20 seconds, and I'm like, okay, this is a good riff. Like, I'll give you that. I will. There's a I few won't. Riffs. <laughs> I won't. After hearing this album, like, uh, everything that I was saying, did everybody listen to our St. Anger episode? Yeah. Did everybody hear that? Thank you. God damn. <laughs> what a commitment. I haven't even listened to that episode. But I, you lived it. You know, I, I, I presented uh, like my thing about how I think that just like Metallica, like I do believe the story that uh, Dave Mustaine created Metallica. Everything good about Metallica is just stuff they took from Dave Mustaine and, uh, and, and Cliff Burton. And when Cliff Burton died, it was just four men who didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> and this, and literally all of their, all of their albums uh, where they get to explore what they want to write are the worst things I've ever heard. This is, this is someone that's just, this is just like what, this is, it sounds like just men playing instruments falling asleep in their bed. That's what every Metallica is I just want to say real quick that, um, I think you're right, and I've just realized that Metallica is the Brady Bunch if Alice died in Europe <laughs> on a bus. I, I have... She died quickly and peacefully. Yeah. It was instant. You guys know those shirts that say it should have been Lars? I want to I start printing shirts that say it should have been all of Metallica. <laughs> yeah. I feel I'm all. I feel I'm the only one here that, that actually. Really? Uh, yeah, I... I like really like I really like the last album Hardwired to self destruct. Yeah, but that I was... didn't mind. I I liked Death Magnetic, uh, which came out before Lulu. Yes. which was kind of to me like, all right, we can give Metallica a chance again because before that was obviously St. Anger, which was just you know a, a garbage fire, a dump fire, or whatever. So I've been trying yeah. to stitch this together for a while. I've been mm -hmm. like making a crazy wall in my home. Uh, <laughs> scared of Americans. How do we piece this <laughs> I've been like freaking out. And I think I finally figured it out. So you're right. So what we got? We, they, they want for so long to be considered artists. But what's Metallica? It's a group of boys who got famous when they were 19. What did we all do when we were 19? We said, fuck you, mom and dad. And then after we said, fuck you, mom and dad, I'm not going to church. Then we're like, no, I'm serious and artsy. They just, that took like 30 years to get there. Right. Lou Reed is like, I'm dying. And then, <laughs> and then they all meet up and they're like, he's like, no one's taking me seriously. Man, I'm an artist. I got a poet soul. You gotta flush it out. And, <laughs> and Lou 
Foxy, you Foxy. Do it. Do it, Jerry. Do it, Jerry. Do it. Push down. My favorite noise. Still horny. Can I uh, scream about how horny I am over you guys screaming about how rich you are? I, I will. Can, we, can I just read the first lyric yes. of the album? Yes. I release. I would cut my legs and tits off when I think of Boris Karloff and Kinski. Um. What? Spoil, here's the thing. Uh, unpopular opinion. When that started, I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> for a second I was like oh okay it's like uh, like I got into Lou Reed in like high school because uh, like Against Me said they liked Lou Reed and I was like oh it's like an Against Me song right now like a late Against Me song and then it hit me I'm like oh this is a 60 year old asshole <laughs> this is a mean man but I to, based on like you saying like you liked Hardwired yes. and Death Magnetic and stuff that's literally because Producers were like, like Metallica can play well. They can't create well, well. except for except for one of them. <laughs> we don't fucking need to tell you who. Um, but I like literally wasn't. You told me there's a story. Oh about, yeah, the the Rick Rubin sitting down with Metallica when they're getting ready to make uh, is it Death of a Guy that comes first? Yeah. 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 So this the the fable I've heard is that Rick Rubin sits down with Metallica and just straight to their faces says. You haven't made a good album since Master of Puppets. We're going to make an album that sounds like Master of Puppets. And then they're just like, sit, nice, yeah. Yeah, and so he just shoves, he just makes them play stuff that sounds like that, and it's fine. And I think when people, like, push them in the direction, but if you let these, like, kids, like, run free, like, it's like a kindergarten where you're like, draw whatever you want, and then you have to put it on the fridge. Like, that's but all of us. We're all Metallica's parents, and we're all putting terrible, like, a, like this looks like an orange, but apparently it's an airplane. I don't know. <laughs> but I think James is a good songwriter. He can write good. That's what we, we so, let, yeah. Let's get real. This was all him. It's all James. A little bit of Lars, and Kurt's just sitting in the corner being like, I want to go home. Yeah, what is he <laughs> doing there? Well, here's the great. If you look up interviews from the press tour at the time, they were all like, this is art. This is okay, okay. okay. Yeah, hang on. I, 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 I agree with your take. I, I wanna, this I was wanna, like the most moving thing we've ever done. That, that says a lot about the band. Oh, I want to talk about art for a second. I want to talk yes, about... What did you with that sword? What sword? <laughs> Talk. I don't know what you I don't understand the question and personally I resent it. Um, can we pass around that sword that you don't have? Like a talk is like like I have the sword, I talk now. No, because I have the sword, damn it. <laughs> Thanks for pointing out that I fucked up personally. Wait, wait, no, I had an important point and I'm gonna get my important point out, damn it. Art. Yes, art. So yes. I went to art school. I've listened to experimental music. I've owned a Mars Volta hoodie. I have, on occasion, in my youth, told a woman or three that my favorite band was Mr. Bungle. There is... <laughs> there is experimental music, yes, 100%. But experimental music is great if you put some effort into it, and it's not the guy who invented heroin reading his last diary entries <laughs> over what I can only assume was 
Lars's son on GarageBand. He doesn't drum on that album at all. If you had had like maybe like Zach Hill or some other like you know avant-garde drummer, someone who does more than just play oh, funky drummer. Good. Yeah, if you had a drummer, if you had a good drummer and you had put some effort into it, fuck. If this was Ride the Lightning with Lou Reed screaming over it and not sounding like he was getting his dialysis that day. <laughs> This might be a cool experiment, but what to me this was was a bunch of rich, lazy assholes, you know, just being like, hey, you guys remember Jackson Pollock? I can do that, and I'm way richer than he is. That was, I, yeah, oh, so sorry. That was one of the things I was curious, I wanted answers about when I was listening to this. Was It was just like, how many, it's the same curiosity I feel when I see, like, video footage of the masses gathering in North Korea. It's just like, <laughs> are just stuck and how many of them are true believers? <laughs> all, they're all true believers. This album sounds like uh, if Bernie Sanders was having an acid trip in a bathtub and you're just helping him through it. What? Spoonless like a girl! Spoonless. Spoonless like a girl. The top 1% of Metallica must share with the rest of Metallica. <laughs> that is how Lou Reed sounds on the whole album. And these billionaires with sperm, not like a girl. <laughs> I am the table, you are the table. <laughs> We're on the table, we all can taste each other's vulvas. Um, <laughs> be my wife. This is 100% just like uh, what happens when two like famous people, it was just like a bunch of famous people meet each other at a party and they're coked out and they're just lying to each other about like, <laughs> they're just like, I get you, man. I get you too, man. You're my rock. And they're just like, it's yeah. just, they're blood, they're just doing too much blood. But also, and then they get in a room and they totally do not get each other. <laughs> I especially hear that when, when the backup vocals come in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like Lou Reed is up there just, just sputtering nonsense. <laughs> and then the backup vocals come in and it's like, the, the backup vocals sound like the guy is just trying to help him at that point. I know. Yeah. There's that song, Iced Honey, which is like, okay, this, I mean, it's, it could be worked into a decent song where, like, it's like a decent Lou Reed song, but then you hear, like, James as if he's, like, heckling a karaoke. <laughs> Lars tells a story about how, uh, like, Lou Reed tried to fight him? <laughs> what? what? Yeah, that's what Lou Reed does. That's yeah. what artists do. He's 68 when they're making this. <laughs> don't, you tell, don't, don't you know how to tell, don't you tell me how to talk about when I was in Berlin 40 years ago. <laughs> I know how to talk about Berlin. I'll tell you rascals how to write a song. You know when you were a kid and you, like, uh, broke an action figure and uh, your, like, dad helped you, like, glue that arm back on? That's what all of Lou Reed's cartilage is, and he's trying to find <laughs> 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 like, him. No, I'm sorry. Like, he's a dry green. I think it's cool Lou Reed trying to fight Lars. Lars is a little bitch. How's that yeah! Really? yeah. <laughs> what, what, what happened with, uh, I didn't hear this right. Yeah. That was it. Lars was like, Why? no. Lars can't and care about. They were fighting over a Pokemon card trade that went awry. 
think that large Charizard was counterfeit. Yeah, it was a Japanese holographic. <laughs> this, this Charizard is spermless like a girl. <laughs> this album is like Lou Reed coming full circle because in his youth, like it was all this kind of like heroin. She kind of like like I'm, I'm a bad guy doing heroin. Women are dying in my apartment. You know? <laughs> and, then, and now in this album, he's just like I just want to be a little girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm now thinking about it, and I actually think, based on what I said about Metallica and everything that we're saying, uh, this album is Lou Reed's fault. Yeah. This is entirely, entirely Lou Reed's fault. Yeah, we, like, yeah. they're not gonna tell Lou Reed no. Uh, they're gonna work around his, his restrictions. Well, that's the thing, is yeah. this whole album sounds like Lou Reed recorded a bunch of vocals and then mailed it to Metallica, yes. and they were just, yeah. like, trying to record music that would go with it. But they yes. had one yes. take. Yes, it was they like had one take. <laughs> yeah, just figure it out. It's totally a Lou Reed spoken word album. Yeah. That's why it sucks. Lou Reed sucks. <laughs> Lou Reed is 40 years of putting out an album and critics say, this is bad. And then 10 years later, some dude who looks like me says, no, this is actually good. And Lou Reed hears that and is like, what's that? I should put out another album. I've been writing all sorts of poetry about my third wife's vagina. Well, no, no, no. He was dying. So that's why it was He was bad in the 70s when he was also dying. <laughs> Lou Reed has been dying for 40 years. Development Underground and Nico, you, you think you don't like that? Bless, bless a man who has been consistently putting, uh, calling people colored in songs for 40 years. Yeah, wait, wait that's the thing, is right, uh, uh, in uh, Take a yeah, Walk on the Wild Side, he says colored girls, and for a really long time it felt like hipster type people were willing to give him a pass on that. They were like, it's the 70s, that's just what people talked like back then. And then he could have had a clean break. He only lives two more years after this. <laughs> you know, he could have had a clean break. He was ready, and he could have gone, and then instead he just was like, what if I said colored man's dick on this album? <laughs> and you know that he was on his deathbed, and he was just thinking to himself, I'm glad I got one last colored in. <laughs> just so everybody knew how much I sucked. It's such a weird favorite. <laughs> Especially in like the punk and alt scene, anyone from the seventies, they just need to die because when they keep living, they're just real bummers. Like, yeah. they just become libertarians and just fucking bleh. This, like, it's this, just a bad news bear. This is proof that like we've talked about a lot of asshole metal musicians. Uh, this is just proof that all musicians are assholes. In the world. If you play music and you have opinions when you're and you're uh, recording them. You're gonna be a bastard when you fucking <laughs> like when, it, when when it's just past your prime. You just become a piece of garbage well, in some way. It's also uh, an argument against immense wealth because they had so much money they could afford to just jerk off in a fit big recording studio, and there was no one around. If anyone was around to be like, "Hey guys, this sucks. Get the fuck out of here." That's yeah. my money. I'm gonna read. Yeah, they got Spielberg syndrome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The lesson is die at 28. <laughs> <laughs> or just stop making music. Join the 27 Club. Yeah, but that's a yeah. Because uh, uh, Sid Vicious died pretty young, right? That would be the model of this, right? Is is uh, uh, be there for when your band is big and then die young, disappear, and then you're cool forever. But then everybody finds out that he's like a closet Nazi and murdered his wife. Yeah, but he's all musicians are bad. You know what's weird that I recently found out? 
I didn't know that Gigi Allen was 38 when he died. If you're 38 and your claim to fame is shitting in your hand and rubbing it on yourself, you probably should have died 10 years before that. I had no idea. Oh, there's an age limit on shitting on your hand now? Mr. Elitist, New Yorker. Well, there's an age limit. Here's the thing. Uh, I, I am a 30-year-old... Uh, I think the cap of that should be 25, but I am a uh, 30-year-old Jewish man, so I constantly have to accidentally shit in my hand all the time. <laughs> but I, I think the rule is you shouldn't do that as part of a performance piece. Is your after what? Well, what is the what is the limit of age? Twenty five. I said oh, twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. And who is the arbiter of this yeah. law? I don't me. I make some. I have some. I have a few rules. You can't shit on stage after you're twenty five, and you can't get a face piercing after you're twenty one. You're really the gatekeeper of my No one asshole. likes your septum ring, <laughs> Greg. Okay, there, Mister <laughs> President. <laughs> Attacking my Tinder match. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I once uh, shat in my hand when I was eight years old, and I was standing by a stream, and I just threw it in the stream. Uh, <laughs> Why did you just shoot in the set? And I, and I felt I felt no guilt about it. You gave your entire hometown oh Legionnaires disease. And then Lou, and then Lou Reed found it, and then put an album cover on it. Was like me and Metallica. <laughs> Lucy's River Diarrhea. I might just be a Neanderthal who doesn't like art. Because I feel like... No, 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 Hold on. You are art. Hold on. I think this, from what I, all the bullshit that has been spewed to me about art and art school that I kind of pretended to get a little bit, I think I might have just been pretending to like art forever. I think this might be technically art. I just don't like art. No, 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 it's technically art, but it's bad Yeah, yeah, you're not in the wrong, because I love, I love, you know, insane, I love Bob Dylan lyrics, and those often don't make any sense, you know, it's like, those are like, in, in Visions of Johanna, there's like a line about like, jewels and binoculars hang from the head of the mule. <laughs> and so I love shit like that, and yeah. this is, this is terrible. Yeah, I'm pretentious as shit. I went to real art school, I didn't drop out of film school, I had a roommate who used to make video art, smash glasses, and run against the wall and shit, with her hands out. I was really having a hard time, you guys. It yeah, I felt like I was drowning. Can we talk about how it's long this album was? It's, what? Nine, it's 87 minutes. How the fuck is Junior Dad 20 what? minutes long? 20 whole minutes, and they never got around to doing the Iron Man riff and doing, I am Junior Dad. Now, that's, that's the song that they're like, oh my god, I cried. I cried when Lou Reed first played this for me. It was so emotional in the studio recording this. Oh my, it was like, you're jerking off for 20 minutes on a guitar, like, calm down. Metallica should go to jail. <laughs> this, I will say it. They should go to jail. This is also, musically, the best that uh, Metallica did on the album. 
And it's because uh, Junior Dad. Junior Dad. The Junior Dad riff has like some kind of melody. It sounds like something. Every other riff that they do on this album just doesn't. It's boring, I and like it doesn't that. sound like Metallica. I like the riff on The View, the song with I Am The Table, like, dun, 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 dun. You know what? That's I, like a good sludgy riff, I think. I, that was like, I was like, oh, this actually, this riff can get stuck in my head, but it wouldn't because it's overshadowed by the most absurd lyrics. Again, going back to the uh, karaoke thing, where it's like, oh, Lou Reed's singing, and then, like, James Hetfield comes in, like, I am the root! <laughs> What? My yeah. <laughs> I, I I did like the, the Borat reference. I think it was, uh, that was the hardest song to make it through because I really hated the riff. I was like, this is a, it is a slow, I, I will concede that the riff is slow. Yeah! yeah. 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 It is not a good riff. Um, I, commented when we posted the Instagram thing everyone went like I have the table I did not know what they were talking about because I my brain tried as a defense mechanism built a wall and made me think about anything else yeah I was, I was saying to you earlier this week that like my, my lizard brain for some reason treats this album as though it's my parents fighting <laughs> my brain just immediately goes like you just want to let this go it's not gonna help I, I have a question for all y'all. Did any of you guys listen to this album straight through? Because I could not. Yeah, I did not. Twice. What is wrong with you, Jeremy? It How? took two times to just get past that feeling. It took two times for this to even register as something I could take notes on. I had uh, I had one thing helping me through this album. Your sword? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always had an option. Uh, no, the one thing that got me through this album was this thought in my head, which is very funny to me and may not be funny to all of you, but I'm going to say it anyways. So in the early 2010s, whatever you call that, I don't know, millennial birthday party. Uh, thank you. The early aughts. I worked at the Apple store and I worked at the Apple store uh, in Chelsea and apparently Lou Reed lived down the street and he would come in once a week to get help with his Mac Mini. And it's very funny to watch Lou Reed ask for help with his Mac Mini. I would probably have to paint it for you for you to truly appreciate how funny it is. But I think that, you know, around the third time that he came in, it was like, yeah, man, I'm not a computer guy, but there's something wrong with this. It's definitely spermless as a girl. Uh... I tried pressing it on the content. It didn't. <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. He did press it on the cunt. <laughs> and then he went outside of the hot dog stand. He ordered a Volvo with everything on it. <laughs> Avocado is extra on the Volvo. But I don't, um, I know that I like some Lou Reed. I like, like, New York Lou Reed. Like, uh, I like when he's singing about how he doesn't like the Halloween parade and stuff. Like, I like, I always, but. Here's the thing, I don't really, un other than Metallica sounds bad, I don't really understand exactly why I hate what is happening on Lulu. Like, I know that it sounds terrible and I think the lyrics are insane, but I can't figure out exactly what Lou Reed is doing so differently on this and what he's, he's said shocking, horrible shit like this before. 
So I, I'm trying to figure out in my brain, I was like, is it just because it sounds like he's not following what Metallica is writing at all? I think it's you're offended because you're being forced to take this in. And it's like, what are you rambling about, old man? You know what it is? It's like the results may vary. It's what? like the Limp Bizkit album, Results oh. May Vary, where the As discussed on the Pod Minutes to Cast Night podcast. Yeah, if you've listened to that episode before, uh, maybe you haven't, I don't know. But the point is that uh, on that album, part of the problem of it, part of, one of the biggest problems it has is that the music is really boring and dull and doesn't go anywhere. And so you are forced to listen to the lyrics. Right, and if the music isn't doing anything, then you have to listen to the lyrics. And in that case, it's Fred Durst. In this case, it's a Lou Reed with dementia. <laughs> yeah, thinks that vulvas should have hot dog top. But they also you can't not listen to the lyrics because they're very much in the front of the mix. That's so loud. It's so lyrics, loud. Like it's it's like the, the band is in the other room. Yeah, <laughs> it's very yeah. much like Metallica is your hood rat friends who just got a four track recorder and they're jamming out in the basement and then their grandpa moved into the house this week so they can help them convalesce through his singing and they came back down to the four it's track recorder that. and grandpa exactly shouted over it. Yeah, they're like, grandpa, here's the air, just yell over this. Yell. And then he goes, worship, worship! <laughs> ah. Can I tell a story real right quick about yeah. making the show that is very related to yes, that? Please. Um, did Sorry. everybody watch the Contessa Stuto episode of the show, the second episode? Yeah. <laughs> Contessa's at Gathering of the Juggalos right now, just pointing that Contessa out. Is a, yeah, it's awesome. She's at Gathering of the Juggalos, and she's my favorite guest that we've ever had. And that's because she is the most positive about herself, crazy person I've ever met in my life. I love, I love her. But the first time we ever rehearsed Rain and Ratchet together, she had never played with a real band before, like a, like a full band. Um, so just like me and Mutoid Man were just the first like actual instruments she was around and we were trying to play her song and she lost track of what was happening. And so she started just screaming Rain and Ratchet in different ways over and over and over again and, uh, throughout the song. And we just like made a long, messy ring out after a while. Uh, that's what these grandfathers did who have been doing this for most of their life. I would also rather listen to the demo that you shot on your phone of her doing that than this entire album made by professionals. Well, I think... Look, you said before you don't understand if you like art. Have you ever had a sandwich before? No, yes. Have you had a good sandwich? I think so. Have you had, a bad, have you had a bad sandwich? This album just so takes... Here's the thing, you're asking me a lot of questions. I don't know how to answer any question properly. The only question I know how to answer now is like, uh, what would you do in a time machine? I would be like, I would go back in time and I would kill myself. <laughs> well, what is that? Whatever. You could do that, and please take me with you. But um, that's all I ever wanted. To kill him? Yeah, it'd be like it'd be like Looper, but we have our real noses. Um, <laughs> our real Jewish noses. What um, the, can we just talk? Let's spend the rest of the album or, or the, the rest of the podcast talking about how why did why did the director of Looper think that that looked like Bruce Willis? <laughs> oh, you know, you know, tune into the roast of Bruce Willis on Comedy Central. Yeah. Oh, no, but for real, that looked like, uh, like, 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that movie looks like someone from Mad TV dressing up like Robert De Niro. It's so weird. Hey, wait, this is this is so weird. This actually ties into what I was gonna say. The reason why you don't like this album, and the reason why you don't like the weird fake Bruce Willis nose, is because your bullshit detector goes off. We all have a bullshit detector in our head, and you can kind of tell what's real art and what's not. It's like when you go to a museum and you see a painting, you're like, wow, that's a really good looking painting. And this album is like when you're walking down the street and a guy says, hey, would you like to buy a Rolex? And you say, no, this is clearly not a real Rolex. Also, this is 1979 for some reason, so I'll take some coke. Uh, the point is your bullshit detector went off. You have to be right. right. Yeah. The worst thing about it, too, is after the album came out and after the terrible reception to the album, I actually yeah. remember the review that I wrote for Metal Injection by Heart. Here it is. It sucked. That was the whole review. Read it. Link below. And, uh, yeah, yeah, look, look for the link in the description. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that bothered me is, like, their reaction to the critics was like, oh, everyone's such an elitist. Everyone, they, 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 they just have to open their mind. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when a conservative has a really racist viewpoint and, like, yes, I'm a free thinker. You have to be a free thinker to understand yeah. this, this album. But I feel like I've been told that a lot of times about a lot of music that I, or things that I just didn't really seem to get, and then I think I tricked myself into thinking that I do, and maybe I just don't. Or it's either that, or this is just an elaborate prank from Lou Reed. It's it's got to be that. I, I uh, maybe Dave Mustaine paid off Lou Reed oh! to get Metallica to just yes! release their time. Yes, I love it. Just like he probably has a really good heroin hookup that he doesn't use anymore because he's sober, but the guy obviously still deals with such a good heroin dealer. So he just got it to Lou Reed. He was like, Lou, I'll give you this for free. Just waste Metallica's time for six no, months no. and write the objectively worst album you could ever write so that I can finally end this feud. We should say something nice about this album. We need to talk about we need to talk about the that this is a concept album. We need to talk about how uh, this is this is the inspiration uh, for this album was just like an old two part play from Germany. This is a Mulu is a, is a character in two pieces of like a of like an eighteen hundreds play, which makes sense because it was okay to say everything on this album in the eighteen hundreds. What the? F that is the most concept album shit I've ever. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it's uh it's about um I think I I read too much about it and I took nothing in because I was like this piece could either be very misogynistic or very empowering to women, and because I can't tell, it's probably too old and it needs to die. It's, it's, it's like, misogynistic. It's misogynistic. Yes. It, it makes me, uh, it tickles me a bit to think that Lou Reed had to, like, bring Metallica this old play, like, read it! <laughs> yes! Get into the concept! Read a book, Mars! And then just seeing James, who, who you know, he's like a I don't, I don't want to use the term guy's guy, but you know, I feel like yeah. he's not one who's too in touch with his emotions. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and, and like just him, like, what is this shit? No. Like going back to your your theory about they want they they're like these angry teenagers that always yeah. wanted to be considered serious artists. Like, wow, we've reached the pinnacle. I can totally see that. I'm like, we've done it. 
We're in New, we're in New York. We have an X-ray. X-ray, X-ray, read all about it. Metal band makes an album that's based off a play you never heard of because it probably was shit. Yeah, well, that's no. I think Metallica, Metallica doesn't know what they were doing. This entire album. Yes, yeah. you can clearly hear they have no idea what's happening. They are lying. They're just kids. They're like forty-seven. They didn't no idea what they were doing. No, they, oh, they're nice. Yeah, guys. they're nice kids. They they're are, nice kids. They're Metallica boys. They mow my lawn every year. But I also think, though, that Lou Reed was guiding the, yeah, keep, do, keep yeah. doing that, keep doing no, that. No, I don't think Lou Reed explained shit. I think that they were just like, we're with Lou Reed. We're artists. They were, the whole time they were like, what the fuck is happening? But because Lou Reed was confident, they're like, yeah, we made art. We just went on that journey, man. Like, just, Lou Reed was just driving that boat, and we were like, I'm scared. I feel like Metallica... <laughs> Metallica probably, I, yeah, I could see Metallica feeling the same way I kind of felt about the album. We're yes. like, we're like every song. I was like, the next song has to be good. It's Lou Reed. It's gotta be good. It's gonna be good. It's the guy who did the song that made the really good a tribe called Quest song. Yeah. <laughs> he always just messing around with the next one's gonna be great. You know? Oh, that and, was just the yeah. intro track. Oh wait, yeah, track four. Oh. So, I feel like it's time that we attempt to say a song that we like on this album. <laughs> You're right, I guess, favorite songs. Uh, Rob, do you want to start us off? Sure, it was the, the one I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, was Ice Honey? Yeah. Because yeah. that was the one that I was like, oh, this is like a, this is like a mediocre, okay, the bar is so lowered at this point, it's the middle of the album, Yeah. that I'm like, oh, this is like, this is the least Terrible song, but then James's backup vocals come in, and that's kind of where I'm like, all right, they should have not had the just him like, <laughs> like ruined it for me, ruined it. But that's as close to my favorite track, just or the view, because of all of the comedy and the laughs it has inspired for me and my podcast, the Metal Injection Podcast. That yes, <laughs> I love uh, plugs for the end, Rob. But also, yeah, what you're talking about with James singing on uh, Ice Honey is is literally, like, how I know. I'm pretty certain that Talica was just frightened the entire time <laughs> making this album. Like, Lou Reed was doing stuff, and just, like, James is like, I don't understand what we're doing. What is... I don't know what's happening. Yo, Ice Honey! I'm going to sing exactly how I always sing, yeah. because I think that's why he brought me in this room. Yeah, it sounds so he, was like, he does like a, yeah, you like he's still singing like that, even though it doesn't fit what's happening at all. Like he's just like, I'm just going to do my thing. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, goodbye. Ah! It has like a four bar probably. Like, That is the uh, only thing that he understood that, uh, like, Lou Reed wrote the entire album. I was like, I know that there is a woman from Minnesota in something we wrote. <laughs> that is what I understand about this play. <laughs> also, it's a German play from the 1800s. Why is he saying small town girl? They're trying to make it culturally relevant. What the fuck? Small town Fräulein. You can technically, this album is proof that you can technically say anything is based off of a play. Anything at all! Well, this podcast is based off of a play. Yes, that's true, yeah. This is based on The Crucible, actually. Yeah. 
<laughs> Katie, what's your uh, top track? It's so I. What's the one where at a certain point Bloom goes, take it away, James? Yeah! Oh, and then James doesn't do anything! He does nothing! He doesn't take it away! He doesn't fucking take it away! Thank you for bringing that up because that took. That was like the weirdest breaking the fourth wall in that album. Like, what? Did they forget to edit that out? What the fuck? You know, that was the weirdest. That is the weirdest that moment. That is the I weirdest know. moment of the thing. James does nothing. Well, he wasn't Take talking. Away, James. Take it away, James. But he wasn't talking to James Hetfield. He was talking to James, the server who was bringing him avocado toast. <laughs> no, he was bringing him a vulva with everything on it. This album, the toasted vulva. This this album is just about like people sharing uh, psychosis and heart attacks, probably. So when he was like, "Take it away, James." James just literally had a heart attack and you couldn't hear it. So, it fell away from the mic. I think it just proves, uh, I think he said it, that they weren't in the same room. Like, it's just, he's like, yeah, and this is when he'll start challenging. James is like, I don't want, I don't want, <laughs> yeah, I want no part of this one. Yeah. James, all, James, like us, spaced out. <laughs> I wasn't listening to the lyrics. Anyway, that was an album we listened to, huh? <laughs> Alright, Cap'n, what's your favorite song? Favorite is Junior Dad. Dad. Yes, yes. And I'm gonna tell you why Junior Dad is my favorite song because this album was a this was 87 minutes of someone jerking off in front of you, <laughs> and they don't give a shit if you like it or not. They think that it's good, but there's a, a tiny glimmer in the back of my head that they made this last song as a fuck you. Like, wouldn't it be funny if we just made a 20 minute song? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be? You know, postmodern Tom Green esque. If we, if we humped a dead moose for you, so there's a there's a part of me that thinks that maybe Junior Dad is some sort of Nathan for you anti humor, and that's why I liked it. No, I agree. They definitely just beat off to too many King Crimson albums, and they're like, you know what makes a good song? Making it long as hell. <laughs> I also, since I agree with Drew, uh, yeah, Junior Dad was my favorite. Um, just because uh, those two words together make me laugh so hard. <laughs> that is the only reason. That I I think also it was the first time on like the record like when I heard like a riff and I was like, sounds okay. It's a little alright. And uh, it has the most uh, strings, which is the the only good part of the album. Is just when strings are happening and literally the only good part of the Lou Reed Metallica album is when Lou Reed and Metallica are not a part of it. <laughs> there. Did you yeah. guys cry? Uh, like Kurt Hammett cried during the uh, Junior Dad? We cried, but probably not uh, the way that Kirk Hammett did, because I cried at work laughing. <laughs> Just at him going, Here comes Junior Dad! <laughs> it sounds like the WB Frog. Exactly. It was the whole song. Junior Dad! I feel that is Lou Reed's affectation throughout the whole album. Because like when he goes like, and actively despise like what? Like clear your throat. What the fuck is happening to him? I don't know. Well, happened. We did this. Ah. Is, it's, it's like he's an animorph turning into Adam West. <laughs> what if? Uh, what if like David Bowie was just doing some voodoo on Lou Reed the whole time? Like Lou Reed is just freaking out the entire time, and Metallica's like. 
I guess we should keep playing. And that's how this album happened. <laughs> is this is just a voodoo-possessed Lou Reed. <laughs> so Shane <Jay Rizzi laughs> got a Lou Reed voodoo doll. And then possessed the Lou Reed doll. Also, that sounds like that. something those two dudes would do. David Stane was into voodoo I for think, a while. I think David Bowie saying this is the best album Lou Reed ever did is might be a backhanded compliment and or an insult. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a David David, That's David Bowie's show. I don't know, <laughs> Jeremy. Okay, here's the thing, gang. <laughs> I feel like. There was a good cop, bad cop routine happening between Lou Reed and James Hetfield, where Lou Reed is the bad cop who's coming in and, like, beating your head against the wall like Batman and the Joker, you know, just, like, fucking you up, just like, I don't give a shit about what the fucking law is! And then, like, James Hetfield comes in and, like, what he's doing is technically singing. I think we can all agree on that. Do the math. He's playing the good cop. He's Bill Nye is singing. He's giving it to you. He's making you feel okay. That's the only time on this album that I felt safe. <laughs> was when James Hetfield was singing. <laughs> so, with that being said, I do not have a favorite track. My favorite track is an amalgamation of all the moments in the album when James Hetfield is singing, because that means that Lou Reed is not singing. <laughs> Thank you. It's a fair take. Fair take. Yeah, I'm, I'm also, I'm going to go with Ice Honey. Um, though I will, I'll give a special shout out to Junior Dad because it's the name of my favorite Adam Sandler movie that hasn't been made yet. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Junior Dad. Junior Dad, are you here? Is Junior Dad here? Oh, he must have went home. Okay. <laughs> That's what, if, what if Junior Dad was just a small dad? <laughs> It's not even a little person. It's not a gnome. It's just a shrunk dad. Just like your father in khakis, balding, just coming up like, what are you guys doing down here? You making some weird poetry? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior dad is like, always just like, here comes Junior dad. <laughs> junior dad is like one of those like little like 13-year-old cockney assholes who got his girlfriend pregnant and they always post like, photos of him on, like, British tabloids. Am I the only person who knows what I'm talking about? Yes, or it's yes. just like a little, it's like a 13-year-old boy holding a baby, and he's like, Oi, it's me son! I have a tattoo of an eight ball, and I'm in middle school. Every One person knows what I'm talking about. Thanks, man. Alright, yeah, you both have downloaded Smut on the <laughs> What's your name, bud? My name is Tyler. Hey, Tyler! Hi, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. So, my question for you guys is, uh, which aging rocker would you give to the other three, uh, big four of Thrash? Oh, like another mashup? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, dude, and, uh, do they have a anybody alive or dead? Uh, currently alive. Okay. I'm actually working on an album. Uh, I'm producing it. With the big four? Yeah, with the big four. What it is, is it's, uh, Slayer? And Bill Haley from Bill Haley in the comments. <laughs> and the whole album is 60 minutes of him over and over just saying, for sale, baby shoes never worn. <laughs> and that's going to be coming out on Wax Cylinder uh, in the fall. Ask your local Wax Cylinder dealer about the collaboration between Slayer and Bill Haley. Katie? Uh, 
I want Cher to make a Maiden album. Yeah! Oh, God, that's so good. Cher and Iron Maiden? Fuck yes. It's not, that was not the question, though. No, yeah, that's Asian what rocker. I was you, you call it outside the lines. Wait, oh, is Iron Maiden technically not Big Four? No, no, no. Big Four is Metallica. Aging rocker. Metallica. Um, Cher in the 90s rocks pretty hard. Yeah. Right? You are a pleather bikini on a boat. I'm going to defend Katie because you asked us about the big four, and one of them did this album, so there's only three left. Yeah. So I think the six of us Iron need to Maiden move. Can, is, is their tag team member. They can come in. <laughs> uh, go for it. I, I would want Megadeth to collaborate with Lady Gaga because I feel it would be very uncomfortable for Dave. Also to not an aging rocker. Didn't, oh, an aging rocker. So. Aging rocker. Didn't Metallica oh. and Lady Gaga also do something? Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, it was awesome. They performed it was program. good. I liked it. I watched the rehearsal footage. It was pretty good. Yeah, the rehearsal was awesome. When the instruments were on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, mic, the mic. The mic was enough. Okay, Lucy. Um, I don't know what the big four is, but my answer is Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, hi, everybody. Okay, uh, get ready for a real pain in the ass answer. <laughs> Aging rocker, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> Big four bands, Metallica. Wow, wow. I fixed this whole mess. I don't know. Have you heard uh, what Dave Mustaine's been uh, putting out lately? If you had said Dave Mustaine and Megadeth, you would have actually been my hero. I really thought that's what you were going to Hear me out. Yeah, uh, my answer is uh, 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 Megadeth and Michael McDonald. I don't know. <laughs> but I think those uh, I think those Casey riffs and just like a would be amazing. That's because you're a sentimental. would be amazing. Any other questions, anybody? Yes. All right, what's your name, bud? Uh, Pete. What's your question? So, I think you guys should do... Because Lucy, Lucy said it sounded like something that she wondered if she made it. <laughs> Take out Lou Reed, make Lucy do the whole all the lyrics, and then call it Lou Lucy. Oh, oh, oh my god! We can do that. That's such a good idea. Here's the thing. I, uh... uh yeah. For the background of a Hard Melissa sketch, I did a uh, soundscape called Hardcore Band Warming Up. <laughs> Lucy, you just have to write poetry and speak over it. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to call that Lou Lucy. We will be releasing it. I've never wanted to do anything more. <laughs> we are absolutely doing this. Good idea. Good idea. Good idea. I didn't realize we were doing a chant. I thought for a second we were doing Dainu, but... <laughs> Everybody on the stage is Jewish. <laughs> Are you Jewish? Hell yeah. Yeah, everybody on the stage is Jewish. I take that. I always say like a no state. <laughs> Rob looks like uh, like two rabbis put on the guitar earrings. Merge into a bigger rabbi. Just giant super I mean, rabbi, rabbi John. sitting on the other rabbi's shoulders with a big with a big coat. He's super saying they are trying to trying to sneak into a temple. Yeah, yeah. Adults only. Well, they're trying to get one to pay only for one ticket to a movie. <laughs> you know the stereotype. Yes. You're rich, right? Correct. We met before? Yes. Alright. What's your question, Rich? I just want to know if anyone up here is familiar with either of Vatican's plays or Barrick's opera, because that like will 
really influence how sort of clueless and tone deaf this album is. We're all very not smart. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's not true. I there was a lot of art school up here, so I just, like, because I'm I went to school that. for drawing comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I almost failed off out of uh, the college uh, in the career that I'm doing right now. I have seen many operas in the several Batman movies I've watched. I've seen The Phantom of the Opera. I've seen Repo, a genetic opera. Neither of those are operas. I just want to be very clear about that. I just want to point out, um, Repo, the genetic opera, is a living opera, probably, based on the title. It sounds like you know about operas, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell me you fuck with I, I actually have four music degrees and I wrote an opera. So what are you doing at St. Vitus on a two day drinking? Because as we established, I was the one crowd member who went to brunch before this. So uh, I was drunk when I showed up. Drunk at brunch. Drunk at brunch. Brunch at brunch. Brunch at brunch. Okay, but yes. All right. Questions. Or comment, whatever you want. No, like, I mean, the, the question was if anyone was aware. And no. So the, the, answer, the answer is no. The answer is no. So, 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 no, no way. My take on this album can be summed up in two ways. One, it displays a fundamental misunderstanding of both Vatican's place and Barrett's opera. But also, I feel like it was just a bunch of, of Metallica riffs that, like, didn't make it onto whatever album. Absolutely. So they just, like, you guys said it was sort of like Lou Reed sent them stuff, and then they tried to write behind it. But my theory was kind of the opposite, was that they just sort of had things that were on the cutting room floor and sent those to Lou Reed, and then it was sort of... I believe it. Not, here's, it here's, here's another theory that didn't uh, make it into the conversation before. But this, uh, the riffs on this, they, they remind me so much of, like... Has anybody ever been, like, in a band, and then you're not in a band anymore, but you have friends who were in bands, and the bunch yes. of you get together, and you're like, that's just for fun, jam together. You know, and you get yes. together in, in a yes. space together, and you're all, like, gonna jam together, but then you smoke a bowl before you go in, <laughs> and you're all just, like, slightly, just a little bit too high, and so you start playing on a riff together, and you go through the riff, and you're like, this riff sounds okay, and then one of you's like, I don't know what the next riff is. And then the next one, he was like, I don't either. I don't either. And then you just play the same riff forever? That's what this album That's is. That's what it is. That's this plus a senile old man yes. who did a great of heroin in the 60s. It's just there, just saying stuff for fun. You ever get well, so high that you and your friends adapt an opera into an 87-minute <laughs> album? Yeah. Well, that's... I also like that uh, Rich pointed out um, that this album has nothing to do with the plays. So they misinterpreted the plays, but also we stated earlier, the play is misogynistic and bad already. So they did a bad interpretation of a bad play and said bad things. It's bad. Is the album's bad! By political science, it's bad! I appreciate, I appreciate Rich coming in with his knowledge of opera, but I'm finding it very hard to not take it as an insult, him being, so how familiar are you with these operas? <laughs> this guy gets me. I know you were coming for me. It's as if men have weird opinions about women. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do a new, actually, Katie, you wanna introduce it? Sure, we have a hot, hot new segment on the show in which our beloved Lucy Steiner, who is new, to the metal scene, asks 
a question to our dear viewers who mostly are men ages 15 to 35. <laughs> and As for YouTube. Segment we like to call hashtag metal mansplain. I want the metal mansplain uh, jingle to not be metal in any way. I yeah. that. <laughs> it's gonna sound like Spanish flea. <laughs> Pig in a bag, it's pretty cool. Alright, now go get drunk with us, you gay demons! Yeah. Yeah. 